everyone. Welcome to Unlocking Your Freedom. Uh, we are definitely excited to be here with another episode. Um, this episode, we have a very, very special guest, um, a very close friend, sister to me. Um, her name is Nadia Givens, and I'm just so blessed to, that we crossed paths and all the great things that we've done together and will do together. So Nadia, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Yes, hello. Thank you so much for having me on this platform. My name is Nadia Gibbons. Um, I am a native of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I happened to meet um, Tanzania when I was in my, um, I say my matriculation <laughs> of Washington, D.C. when I was on that assignment of life. Um, but I have been called to return home so that I can serve my community with all I've learned. So um, I am here. Um, and if you want me to go ahead and give my background is um, what I do. Yeah, yep, you can. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, I am by um, by education. <laughs> um, I study psychology at the Winston Salem State University, prior graduate of HBCU, um, and I from there went on to study um, life coaching. And become a life coach um, to study yoga and wellness and social emotional learning and with that became a certified yoga and a wellness trainer and instructor um, in that time I have developed and branched off to um, form many different businesses and companies with the education and the life experience that I've had that being um, my newfound project within the year or company within the year which is the new V empire, which stands for the new vision empire. Um, it was just a vision of God telling me how to put all that I've learned and all that I am literally <laughs> into a business um, to make um, growing and healing and learning fun for everybody of every age, whether you're infant or you are uh, a seasoned member of life, uh, an elderly person, whatever the case may be. And so that's what I have done. Um, from that, I've also created a new company um, to be able to connect with more sisters who are in the spiritual ministry of spiritual entrepreneurship, in addition to minority business owners like Tanzania herself, um, and doing the Sisterhood of the Traveling Coins. Um, because I am a woman who um, travels not necessarily for leisure, which I will be doing more of that, but um, travel for purpose. Um, you know, I go where God tells me to go, just as he did. Um, and in that, I make money or am provided um, my livelihood based off of wherever he puts me at that time in the assignment that I'm on. So um, from that, I want to support other women who are travelers um, and help them to know that they have that support spiritually as well as um, in a business at Tribal network so those are some of my new projects and we'll get into some of the other things later because it's an empire so we continue to build that's right and build that's it. right <laughs> hey nah i told y'all she was dope i won't play <laughs> <laughs> so sis how are you feeling like you know it's been a lot going on uh, with the whole quarantine and stuff like that so how are you feeling uh with everything going on actually you know and i i have to be honest with myself um I actually feel great. Um, to be honest with you, quarantine was, quarantine as well as this whole um, situation that we're in right now, um, has been one of the best things that has happened to me in a very long time. 
Um, my last few years of life have been very challenging, but growing experiences. Um, you know, I, I often tell people my testimony of having to move seven times in one year. Um, and, you know, having the places where I, you know, didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow because of whatever the case may be. But getting in a place where I had no fear, I had peace beyond all understanding, which the Holy Spirit said that he will give you if you believe and rely on him. Um, so I feel like, you know, all of that was my, um, you know, and from a spiritual standpoint, you speak of it. We speak of it like you do your shadow work or it's your dark night of the soul. So you feel like you're going through hell on earth um, in order for you to come out on a peaceful place and be able to help and guide other people through. And so while people are going through this quarantine, I don't, um, a pandemic and people are passing and I've had loved ones to pass as well. Um, I just see everything as a growing experience or everything as a learning experience um, to usher in, you know, ushering new people to be able to understand the work that God is doing, even through the storms of life. Um, so I've been at peace. Like I've been at peace about everything that has happened. Um, I have, you know, ventured off and done, got out of my comfort zone and, and been able to use the online platform to um, start new businesses and build new networks and do all the things that I'm called to do. And um, I've always wanted to go on a sabbatical, but I also learned that sometimes God will bring the sabbatical to you. You don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> and so I see like this being a part of that time. So I just honestly just respect everything that the universe is doing and um, continue to allow myself to be used as the vessel that I'm supposed to be during this time and stay in positive spirits so that I can help other people. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. And even to see that, you know, even through a, a pandemic quarantine, you like, you know, how can I serve others? I think that's beautiful. You know, um, it takes a special kind of person like me and you to um, serve people in the midst of a whole pandemic and, you know, everything we have going on, but still being able to serve. So I just think that's beautiful and that strength right there, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, next question is, uh, what is one thing that you had to break free from mentally? I would say something I had to break free from mentally and even I feel like it was more of a spiritual bondage we talk about sometimes is the feeling of low self-worth. Um, and I know people can say, this woman's so talented and she's so amazing and she has all these great ideas and how could she have low self-worth? Or you may even say, oh, she's beautiful. So how could she have low self-worth? Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, um, and, I, and I appreciate the way that people see me, but I also know that based off of certain levels of, of cognitive conditioning, um, we are sometimes hypnotized to believe things about ourselves that are not true. Mm -hmm. um, other projections that other people will put onto us based off of them wanting to keep us in certain spaces of control bondage um and not wanting us to really see our light and honestly i can even and i say from a spiritual standpoint that's the devil um you know because god has told us you know that we are worth more value than many sparrows um he has told us that we are of rubies and we are all kings and queens and we are all of these great things but somehow yet and still we question ourselves based off of other people so low self-worth um you know and that has manifested in many different ways i was actually thinking about this earlier today that's been through low self-esteem 
I remember in high school never wearing, I never wanted to wear my arms out. So like I would never be caught dead or anything like this because it was like, I felt like I was fat and I had body dysmorphic disorder, um, you know, where you see yourself one way, even though the world sees you as totally different. Um, and so, you know, that showed up in that way due to me developing at a very early age and my family not necessarily knowing how to handle that because I was the only girl. Um, and them just not not understanding how to handle what that looks like in a female. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've had that with, you know, just based off of the way I was uh, ushered into this reality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I'll say it like that, uh, or just like the family that I was born into and, you know, them not necessarily seeing my value um, and appreciating it and maybe communicating things to me about myself that would make me um, in some parts question myself mm -hmm. um, and say like, oh, well, maybe you aren't valuable because you were an option. You know what I'm saying? You weren't necessarily the, the, the desire. Or even when you were the desire, you weren't treated as such when you were here. Um, so I've had, like I say, most people who know me personally know that my my testimony when it comes to my family is a very interesting one. Um, you know, but I have learned throughout that process, um, you know, to see my worth. And it is through um, me just coming into my many talents, you know and coming into myself and coming into the fact of always having a relationship with God. Um, because when I had no friends, there was always God. Yeah. Um, when I, when, when in some cases when I may have had no hope or when I didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow, when my life was in danger, um, you know, there was always God. Um, and so God always whispered in my ear in some way and, and said, you are this, even when my brother would tell me when I was younger, um, you know, you're going to have to marry rich because you can't cook and you can't whatever. And now to be a woman who people love my cooking. Like I know I'm the kind of person I can do anything I want to do when I'm ready to do it. And I don't have to do it. Yeah. You think that I should do it. And I think that's what I had to come into realizing like, you just have to come into yourself. Like that's what the awakening experience is, is you finding yourself and finding the God self when, everything that you learn has, is trying to condition you against who you really are. So now being able to see my value more. Yes. Yes. And I can definitely um, relate to that, like being in high school and having low self-esteem and going through colorism and, you know, having to be a burst of color and, you know, wanted to cover my body up. And so I went through that and I felt like my family didn't understand either. You know, nobody didn't know like the, what to say or nobody try to help me figure it out, you know, and then you, you kind of isolate in a sense um, because you feel like no one understands you. Um, so I definitely understand that piece, but it's so crucial. And I feel like that high school like age is, is so detrimental in, in a way, like it's, it's so vital to our growth, you know, because those experiences is what kind of, it's kind of not, not what makes us, but if, if those experiences leads to other things that could affect us in the long run. You know, you know, that's interesting because, well, you know, and the thing is, I, I, for example, I started developing as early as probably second grade. So by the time I was in fifth grade, I had already started my menstrual cycle and I had already had a full chest and all of these things. And I was very much developed. 
Um, and again, I have two brothers. My mother is what you would consider like a tomboyish type of person. So like, I don't live in the most feminine environment. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, but, and I, you know, sometimes you would have issues, you know, with people, you know, teasing and things like that growing up mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but then I think the most of it really came from my family. You know, in high school, I was what you consider thick. But this was thick, but thick was just coming in. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we always have different ways to terminalize our body, right? right? So this is when thick was starting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like, but I didn't know. So I'm like, well, you know, but, you know, um, but, you know, I, but I realized people didn't really talk about the way I looked or, you know, mm -hmm. but it was just using my family. And even then, so looking in hindsight and even knowing then, like, they don't, they didn't, they aren't good communicators. So for them, it was a thing of, um, maybe if we shame you into changing, then you will change. Like yeah. it's a, like, well, maybe it, well, you shouldn't eat this or you shouldn't whatever and all of these different things. And, you know, and that led to, as you said, other things, like I wouldn't eat in public, you know what I'm saying? So that for years, I would not eat in public. Mm -hmm. um, I would come home and eat bendy, you know what I'm saying? Or um, I had, even in college, I had terrible anxiety of like sitting down in public places alone, um, mm -hmm. especially if I was eating. So I had a whole bunch of negative connotations around eating because, you know, growing up when you're eating and somebody always has something to say every time you eat anything, yeah. it's like, hey, you know, <laughs> like, so it's like mm -hmm. food is the enemy, but it's not the enemy because it makes me feel good or because I'm hungry, right. but you know, and so, like I said, learning how to realize, like, even as an adult, like, I, I guess you could say, like, you mean well, mm -hmm. but you're just not good at communicating, you know what I'm saying? And then in college, it was like, I'm free to do what I want to do, which is probably when I gained the most weight I had ever gained, but I was so free, I didn't care, Yeah, you get what I'm saying? And that felt better than me being thin and not knowing it. And, and the, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of how I did things. It was like, well, and I always tell myself I would never, I'd rather be 300 pounds and happy with myself. That's right. And thin and over here like, oh my God, if I get fat again, you know, right. like whatever. Driving yourself crazy. That's that. Crazy. Yeah, mentally. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I always tell myself, like, I never want to get caught up on my body again to the point where I'm like, you know, oh my God, or not seeing, like looking at pictures and seeing how thin I was in high school, but it, but literally see, thinking that I was like 200 pounds mm -hmm. and I was like a buck 50. So, you know, <laughs> and it was just like, um, and then even and then even in losing weight, people then and this goes back to the self worth component, because you'll never make anybody happy. You'll That's never right. somebody always. So even like I lost a lot of weight in the last year, and it wasn't intentional. And it was a lifestyle change, but it wasn't like oh I'm about to go out here and you know I was like no I'm just living. Um, but then people were like oh you skinny like you don't look good, good skinny. Are you sick? Are you whatever? And, and so realizing that you're never going to make them happy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I used to do, especially with my family, I did this thing. I always called it like the eight mile thing um, where Eminem would diss himself first or tell you everything that you're going to say about him. So then when you say it, it has no power. 
Mm -hmm. So I used to do that, like when I would come home to my aunts and stuff like that, I'd be like, oh yeah, I know I put on some weight, what's going on with my hair, da -da -da -da. like I would call out all the things wow. I would out about me, so I'm like, so what would, what would you like to talk about? What, mm -hmm. what would you like to say? You know what I'm saying? And then they'd be like, you know, because again, living in the South, it's, it is a different experience too, you know, even with your hair and all of those things. It's like, what is this? They don't understand what my hair is. They keep thinking I can take it off. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever like addressed that with um, like your family or with your aunt and say, hey, when you used to do that, you used to make me feel this way. Like, have you, have you done that? Um, I'll say this. Uh, I address it to them in the sense of um, not only want to say so much combating, but at this point in life, um, what I'm not gonna give you the satisfaction of of knowing how you could have made me feel because some people get off on that. That's so true. Yeah. Some people also, because of who they are and their level of narcissism, it's not gonna matter. Anyway. That's so true. Wow. That's true. Um, mm -hmm. So with that being said, what I do is just stand firm in who I am. So yeah. when my family tells me they don't like my hair, I say, oh, well, I think it's beautiful. And I know so many people who like it. Yeah. Um, they tell yeah. me they still I should lose weight. I look at them like something really is wrong with you because I've lost a lot of weight. So that shows me like, and that proved to me like, it really was you the whole, it was really them the whole time. The whole time, yep. Because if you can sit here and look at me now and say that I need to lose weight, then something's wrong with you and you, and you know and you know too, uh, <laughs> other people project their insecurities on on, and that's, that's on, on, on people because and they're insecure know. in their self and how they look they want to project that on you yes. you know they, um, or, yeah and i know that about people you know what i'm saying yes. especially people in my family no shades or whatever but you know me i i'll tell you your face but uh you know <laughs> it's just a thing of that is your insecurity because i am free enough to wear my hair a certain way and not think about what everybody and wear my hair and not think about what everybody else thinks or i'm um secure to wear a certain clothes or whatever or be in my skin authentically yes. and not be concerned with societal norms which you have been conditioned being a child of the 60s or 50s or whatever understandably <laughs> so that it was supposed to be you know and so it's like i said especially growing up in the south you know as a black person it's like you look this way you do this you know what i'm saying I always be sunday best in some type of some instances you know so just being to be free to be me and knowing that god loves me whatever however i show up and he's using me however i show up mm -hmm. and that's what matters it doesn't matter what my hair looks like it doesn't matter how much i weigh it doesn't matter on um, my education my dialect any of those things or my spiritual yeah. beliefs or anything it's, it's about who how god is using me and then i'm allowing him to do that instead of sitting around using my time to talk about everybody else and deflect my insecurities exactly well thank you for sharing that and by the way you're beautiful so gorgeous and you are beautiful, period. <laughs> um, period. Huh? You said what? Period. Period. <laughs> um, so, how, so those things you went through, how do you, do you feel like it hindered your growth or do you feel like it kind of propelled you to do, you know, something about, do you feel like it hindered you in, in some ways or, or no? How do you feel? I think it's both. 
I think it's been a combination of both, but I'm also a person who sees how God uses everything. So it, I'll say, I'll say, I'll speak on how I feel like it hindered me, but then how I grew, grew from it. Okay. Um, I feel like a lot of times though, I was cheated, especially when I look back at my pictures of myself, I feel like I was cheated out of being able to love myself earlier and really like taking full advantage of what I look like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially in your youth. Like when I look back at those pictures, I'm like, dang girl you was like you was bad like you know you was but but not but in that moment not seeing it so it was like you Mm -hmm. weren't even you you get what i'm saying like you weren't at your fullest potential you were too busy worried about what everybody else was picking myself apart that i wasn't just authentically just in this this place this space of joy and just all that i could have been you know And so that's the only thing I think that I sometimes, you know, when I look back, but now I'm getting back to that space and, and, and do, you know, time, it was just like, dang, you could have, you know, whatever. It made it so much joy if you weren't in so much worry, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and that's the only thing I do for like the hinder me because I feel like I was robbed of that, that opportunity, um, you know, but also in, in retrospect, I also see where, it because I was able to overcome it, um, it gave me the tools to be able to ha- know how to combat the tricks of the enemy, um, through people and other and, and, and other um things that come to try to you know taint our minds, um, through the media, whatever the case may be, you know. So I don't look at Beyonce and feel like I have to have her body or whatever the case may be. I don't look at and compare myself to somebody else and be like, oh, I gotta be this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing I can say. And I've always had this as as my whole, in my life as a whole, not even from a physical standpoint, I've been able to see like, if I wasn't treated the way that I was treated, like they say, for example, in spirituality, that you choose your family, right? And some of us would be like, ain't no way in hell I chose these people. <laughs> and sometimes I'd be like, are you sure God? But, um, but I seen it and I seen it like um, when I was in college because I was very determined to graduate from college. And it was the first time I took a leap and didn't know where I was going, but I just knew I was going to do whatever it was that it took to do whatever was came with that assignment. Um, and so I remember when I was online for my, um, for my sorority, Alpha Omega Sorority Incorporated, um, and me and my sister were talking one time and that finally came to me and I was like, you know what, if you weren't treated the way that you were treated, you wouldn't have had so much, so much drive and ambition to make something of yourself because nothing was handed to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like you were always second guess. You were always, people doubted what you would be able to do. You know what I'm saying? But, and you you drive hard to get it done, not just to prove people wrong or whatever, but for you, because something inside of you was like, but you can do this, you know? And, and it made me unselfish too, because I don't like selfishness, which has been a catch 22 because that's where codependency comes in. And that's another issue was having that codependency and feeling like, dang, now I'm kind of stuck in this thing of being codependent, which you're not stuck, but, um, based off of the way I was treated, you know? So, 
you know, those were kind of the negatives, but the positive, like I said, in retrospect, was that I was able to graduate from college um, in my college matriculate. And it's kind of sadly bittersweet, but I was the only one of my friends who graduated from college. You know what I'm saying? And we all went, but none of, I was the only one who actually graduated um, because life happened to different people. Um, So that was a thing. It was like when everybody was looking at you like, oh, you're weird because (laughs) you did this or you know, why don't you want to go here with us and do what we want to do? And I always held my ground and was like, I'm, I told my friends one time, I said, listen, I don't care if none of, nobody on this campus is going to class at 8 a.m. I will have my book bag on and go to class at 8 a.m. because I don't go back to what you go back to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's where Your life is not my life. So this is, this is my ticket out. Yeah. And I'm a fan of making the best of it and not it the best of you. So because I know that my circumstances are different, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get done what's best for me, for my long-term success and my ticket out of what is uncomfortable to me. Um, and I was the one to graduate in that time. I was able to um, charter two different organizations on my campus. I was able to join my sorority, be president when people told me that I would not get in that they would not accept me and I ended up being the president of the organization um on my campus I ended up bringing in lines I ended up charting a whole um you know chapter in the state of North Carolina and ended up inevitably being over the state of North Carolina um as a director over the state so like just what God did you know and it's from this person that people doubted you know and even in some and then to go from that to go to this you know, and now having my own businesses and have writing a book before I was 30 and and ministering to people and changing people's lives daily. So it's like it doesn't matter where you start. It only matters where you end and what you do on the way. So that's kind of the, the good, the bad and the ugly, or how I take all that and spin it around. Thank you for sharing that. That would you drop you definitely drop some gems for sure. <laughs> um, so what what steps did you take to um fight the battle against your mind? Like when you were going through um, you know, what you were going through. Like what steps do you like did you did you is there any steps that you took um to kind of fight that battle that took within your mind? Like, oh no, I should do this. No, wait, no, uh 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 you know what I mean? Like did you what steps? I would say um the first thing that wants to come to my mind is like finding something that you're good at. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like finding something. And I guess, especially for young people, especially in in high school, for those people, like find something that you have an interest in finding something that you're good at. So the first thing I did in high school, um, was I was, um, like the, the events coordinator, stage manager for our talent show. Right. So, you know, like I was, I, I joined a lot of organizations because I wanted to be a part of things. I wanted to learn things. I wanted to whatever. And I've always been an organization queen. <laughs> so like, I was like, I'm enjoying these organizations. And I did that. Um, and then I realized like, Hey, I'm actually really good at this. Like I'm bossy, but you know, <laughs> like, and I knew that, but it's like people knew I was bossy, but they also knew like, but she don't get it done though. Like, she may be telling us what to do and we don't like it, but we know when we get out here, it's going to be fire because 
<laughs> we like because because she know what she's talking about you get what i'm saying so like finding that confidence in yourself and that starts by finding something that you are good at and we're all good at something or just trying something like again my brothers told me i would never be able to cook i was the last one to cook in my little immediate families but now i'm one of the best cooks you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even though some of them still won't admit it they're like i don't, I don't you know, but it's like, you know, I just said, hey, I'm going I'm to try it. I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I did well, you know. Um, even like now, I took up boxing. I'm like, I don't I don't know. I was like, but I'm going to do it. And I probably will be good at it as long as I just keep, you know, doing it. And I picked up quick because I realized I learned anything quickly if it's something that I'm called to, to do. It's probably just activating what's already inside of me. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, those are some of the things that I've done and just um, set boundaries, you know. Um, when you're going against those attacks, um, you have to set boundaries and, and it's hard, but not feeling selfish. That helps you know your worth. Like, um, you know, why are they treating me this way? What does it have to say about them and not me? Yeah. You know, so it's like, this doesn't really have anything to do with me. This has to do with them. Um, and so I'm not going to internalize this situation because this is your trauma being acted out and deflected onto me so that I can feel like you feel or so that you can have some type of control over me or whatever the case may be, which is narcissistic abuse. And so, you know, it's like, no, I think I'll pass on that. You know what I'm saying? So setting boundaries for yourself and not being afraid to say no. So when I started saying no, I realized that I wasn't as stressed out about things so much and realizing that you don't have to be the one to do everything like the world's, and it's hard too, but it's like the world's not going to stop if you don't do it. And even sometimes when things do crumble, they needed the crumble in order for people to see sometimes your value and sometimes trying to figure out how to do it on their own, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times it's shown people the value that I do have, do bring to the table, because if Nadia wasn't doing it, it usually don't get done. You know, but but not feeling guilty about that, being like, well, you got to step up. Okay. I love that. Yep, facts. That's all facts. <laughs> that that word no is it's a powerful thing, for it real. It's, it's hard sometimes. You got to be like, no. But you know, like you say, you 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 say no, and and you don't back down from it. And you don't you don't renege from it. Be like, well, no, well, maybe I can do it tomorrow. Uh, uh, I said no. <laughs> I said I'm not doing it tomorrow. Not doing it next week. <laughs> Find somebody else or do it yourself. Yeah, because people people will continue to try to use you. You know, especially they you know, will. It will try to use you to their advantage. Also, um, so setting those boundaries are important because, um. Then, because like you could attract, you could attract someone who's who's toxic, and then they just make, and then you are already dealing with something, or you going through whatever, and it just, it just, it just makes everything worse. It does. <laughs> Setting that boundary in the sense of protecting your space and not having those toxic people. Um, but you know that you have other people who like to be around toxic people, right? So sometimes people got to check themselves because you know you got to keep our boundary from you. <laughs> you got to look at the it's like not even to say that you need to do things because other people are doing stuff for you because that's just, I don't I don't believe in that but like sometimes you really do have to assess especially at this time in life assess your friendships assess people like do you call them more than they call you 
You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's people, they, they will, and I've had friends tell me like, oh, you're never going to go anywhere. So that's why I don't really feel like I need to put that extra effort into wow. you. So you treat have an option. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And so it was like, okay. I and mean, I'm the kind of person like, I will show you better than I can tell you. So right. sometimes it will take me a, a while to let go of something that is not for me, not serving me anymore. Yeah. But I have to realize that it's not serving me the way I desire to be served. And then I'll, I'll fall back. And so, you know, if they reach out, they reach out. And sometimes I'm not interested. Um, if they reach out and they make amends and they are able to identify their errors um, and, and then make active steps to work better in the way that they treat me, then we will work on, you know, reconnecting as a person. But if you can't, then I just keep you where you at. Um, and I've had people do that and I've had people who haven't. And that's fine because honestly, they needed to be let go anyway, but I just wasn't in a space where I was ready. So when it became available, it was like, well, just get yourself and run across the uh, highway like Tina Turner in the movie and be out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? And take your out as your out. <laughs> take your out as your out, period. <laughs> and just run and don't look back. So yeah, sometimes we you talk about we'll come on the last uh, in the last podcast that uh, how people are seasonal, you know, and how oh yeah, you know, and how we try to keep people around like oh, I'm not ready to let go, you know, um, and then something major got to happen for you to let go, or then you finally get that that moment to let go. Um, uh, but then we kind of I feel like and then um people can hold up your blessings when you attach to certain people who does not serve you or don't supposed to be um in your life at a particular season. Like once you grow and you get to a certain season. And then you got people attached to you, and you like, why nothing not happening? And once you let that person go, all these blessings happen to you. You like, dang, I, I should let this person go a long time ago. <laughs> For real, I've, I've, I've experienced that before. I've been through that before, and like, dang, if I would let this person go, you know, a few years ago, I, would have, I would have been further along than I was because, because that person was around. My blessings were holed up because that person can't go with me. He, that person can't be with you when you get blessed. They can't be yes. around. They gotta be let go. You know, and sometimes we can be holding up their own blessing. So yeah, we talked about that on one of the shows. I was we done interviews all week. So I, um, but I remember us speaking on that on one of the shows about like yes. you know, it actually like people can't go where you're going. And I've talked about it many times. But when I know that God is like sending a breakthrough, usually that's when all my friends will detach from me or, you know, or my circle will change mm-hmm. because um, those people aren't meant to go. And like I say, that's what like one of my friends told me a long time ago, like God will bring you a sabbatical. You know, he'll take everything away from you in order for you to be in that stillness of just him. And it's honestly up to you what you want to do with that time. Do you want to sit there and self-pity and loathe? And, and I've done that where it's like, oh, well, they don't love me, and they don't value me, and then whatever. Or I could switch it around and say, you know what? I'm free now, and this is what I'm going to do with that time. Um, and I'm not and – and, and realizing I know I was a good friend. I know this is what i done. That's I know right. this is what I did. And yeah. so – and not to be unhumble, um, but, you know, and just being like, so I'm good. If you, And now I'm at the point where it's like, if you're not for me, you're not for me, and that's okay, you know? If I, and I'll use this as an example for people who, do, who even do online dating. If I, if we're having a great conversation, because people get ghosted all the time, right? And they, and I see women, they are, oh my God, is there something wrong with me? Right? Whatever. I look at that and I was like, oh, you wasn't for me. And God just had to hurry. Boop, you right on that picture. 
That's so right. the other person it could be there. So I'm not gonna be caught up on why you didn't call me, why you didn't whatever. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I guess you wasn't it. Moving on, like. <laughs> and why and am I exactly, you know, sometimes, well, not sometimes, but God can see things quicker than we can. Yes. He'll still cut some things off. You like, hold on, wait. It's like you know, but so when when stuff happened like that, I'm like, oh, God is trying to trying to protect me for something I can't see. Yes. I can't see it, but God can see further in the head. He like, yes. no, I'm I'm gonna cut this person off because I can see this. I can see this. You know, I can see something that you can't. You know, but sometimes we get so confused by when stuff happened like that. But now, for me, I look at it as if God is protecting me from some stuff that I can't see. Whether it's a job, whether it's a, a partnership, whether it's whatever it may be. Yeah, God, keep me protected. <laughs> keep me protected. No, keep me wet. That's true. That's you know. True. Um, if you can go back and talk to your younger self, um, what, what would you tell her? Um, your younger self, the girl who was going through all that, you know, second grade or just, you know, going through all that at a very young age, what would you tell her if you can go back and talk to, um, younger Nadia? <laughs> younger Nadia. Um, we've had conversations times and times. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say, cause you do have to reparent yourself. Um, that's a part of the develop that is reparenting yourself. Um, I would definitely tell her that you are, I'll say this, you may come off to people as different. Um, you may even come off to people as strange, but you are uniquely you for a reason. Um, there is somebody out there who is desiring and dying for your light. Um, that light is going to be something that will shine like literally for the world to see. You're going to do amazing things. And the only reason that the people around you are trying to uh, intimidate you or, or make you question yourself um, is because they're trying to um, kind of dim that light in a little bit because you are destined for greatness. Um, and that word will mean more to you than you will ever know. It will also mean more to the people who you will connect yourself with um, and who will connect themselves to you. Because, yes, random people are going to continue to come up to you throughout life and share their whole life with you. Um, but because I live inside of you, meaning God, um, I will guide you. you. You will have nothing to fear or worry about. Nothing will ever take you out. Um, you are strong beyond what you even know or understand. Like you are literally a invincible warrior. You come from a family of invincible warriors. Um, but what's different with you is that you know yourself. Um, you, you love yourself. And you are the light that's going to change the trajectory of all of this and break all the generational curses uh, for those who will come after you. Um, who, whether they are connected with you in the spiritual, whether they're connected with you in the blood, or whether they're connected with you in, in the in the world. And so know, know that, don't fear that, and know that regardless, God is always going to be with you. He lives inside of you, and if he did something before, he, she, it, whatever you want to classify, will do it again. Girl. So that's why. I, I just literally I'm getting chills. I just felt every word you just said. <laughs> I felt every word that you said. I was just you said that so 
beautifully. You know what I mean? That was just, I really felt it. <laughs> um, so what uh, words of encouragement would you like to give um, our sisters who are listening right now or a sister who may be going through body shaming or going through what you've been through? Um, what encouraging words would you, uh, would you give them? I want to give them some tips. Because we can give words all day, but sometimes it's good to have some tools to back yeah. you up. Because we need our toolkit, right? right. Um, and so I would say a few things. The first thing I would say, I, I, I met a young woman one time, like I say, God sits the random people in my life. Uh, <laughs> one day I was in D.C. before I moved in, and I met a, you know, you remember Pig Quarters? Uh-huh. So it was like, I went to Pig quarters way before I moved in. I met this girl randomly there one day that was having a party and I don't know how we got started talking about her low self-esteem or whatever like it was just so random because I did not know this girl and God told me to tell her take a picture one day like when you wake up one morning or when you're, you get dressed in, like today like okay I look pretty right take a picture of yourself and then post that picture up so any day that you ever question what you look like you can look at that picture and say, no, I'm beautiful. Because if you felt it in that moment, then it is such. It doesn't go away. You know what I'm saying? So that's a way to kind of physically remind yourself. It's not to say you're not going to have bad days, but sometimes my hair is totally jacked. And I have different things. And I'm like, oh, but I'm at the end. I'm like, but girl, you know that you, you clean up well. You get that hair done. You're going to be good. But you're still good anyway. You know? So it's like in that moment, capture those moments. Those moments that you feel good about yourself capture them we go up around here taking selfies all day anyway why not use that to sit here and, and kind of go back and look at look at what you are and who you become and i also tell people to write done lists we can beat ourselves up all day about what we have not accomplished what we have not gotten done but what better would it be to serve us on an inward level than to say what have i done like what have I done? What have I accomplished? You know, one, if you're still here and you have breath, you have the ability to accomplish more and you have accomplished something. And if you feel like you haven't, then this is the time. And what is stopping you? You don't, I'm, nobody's telling you to go out here and be the next Beyonce, you know, or the next Oprah. But find out how you can live an intentional life on purpose. If that's you sitting up here paying for the person's gas at the pump, um, when you go to the store and paying it forward, you've now connected a part of yourself to somebody else that has now blessed their life. You know what I'm saying? And know that it will come back for, to you. You know what I'm saying? But don't do it for the intentions of getting something back. Do it for the things of helping another. My thing is, this life is about what you what you give out like I'm a servant like and I realized that like I understand that I am a true disciple I understand that I'm a true light worker and I'm a servant like I know that that's why I was came here to earth I get that um and so because of that whether I understood it or not at that time when I was younger doing this I know now that my life has always been intentional like everything that has happened has been a a movie that's just acting itself out, you know? Um, and as long as I stay in that space to allow myself to be used by, by the higher source or higher power and not always be about me, 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 then I know that when I leave here, it's well done. I already know that now. I don't need some 
pastor or anybody to tell me that because I know what I've done and I know why I've done it. Um, and so those are, like I said, some of my tips to really help people to see like, love yourself, identify those times where you have felt good and just sit in them and just sit in what you've done. You know, and just love on yourself in that way, just the smallest things, and you'll see how it'll start helping you. Um, and don't, um, and it's hard, but don't allow yourself to be um, measuring your worth by how other people treat you. Mm. Um, don't measure your worth how other people treat you. Also, when somebody shows you who you are, believe it the first time. Um, somebody's potential is is not the cake; it's the icing. So if you can't deal with that bland cake where, where it is with no icing, then that ain't what you need to be with. You know what I'm saying? Set boundaries. And then my last one would be the only thing that makes it relevant in your life is that you keep thinking about it. Mm. Girl, you better drop these gems. <laughs> yes. Everything you said. So on point. So important. And I love what you said about the, the take a picture um, su suggestion because even when we when I did the retreat, it was so many women that would say when they go to the bathroom and walk through, by a mirror, they never look at themselves. I went through that at some point in my life. You go, you walk past the mirror, you see a mirror, but you never look at yourself. So being able to take that reflection or look in the mirror for a certain amount of time or take them pictures pictures of yourself put them on a wall and just look at it you know um, yeah yeah so like, I, look, I think the self-care mm -hmm. challenge and i think i told you i would literally wake up every morning and find something to compliment myself about like because then you start shifting your you sh this brain is yeah. the brain can be shifted like you have to look at this like it's science like for real Everything that a person runs to the time that they're seven years old is is your is the cognitive development of your brain being molded into that, right? So if you were told you ugly, you ugly, you ugly, you ugly, you ugly up until you're seven, more than likely you may have a high probability of thinking that you're ugly, right? But if you just like that, if you have something telling you you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, and you have most importantly yourself. Yeah. telling you that yeah. then guess what you'll start remembering another thing because again a lot of this stuff seems it's not overnight things because everything is cognitive um I, listening to different like recordings and stuff like that so i always suggest that you say it to yourself and you listen back to that at night but they have things on youtube and i listen to them all the time for self-love self-worth financial abundance manifestation because in your brain, when you're when you're sleeping, you're at that rest state. That is the only time that your brain and your body is um, recharging, and that you have um, the ability for things to connect with your subconscious. You get what I'm saying? Because any other time, your conscious mind is taking over because you're actively talking and actively doing. But when your body is at that state of rest, now your unconscious mind is open to things. That's why you're able to dream and. To do all of those things right so during that time if you listen to recordings and listen to things they are able to go into your subconscious which is your ego and they're able to reframe the way that the ego is activated in your life because your ego is your protection but the thing is your ego has fight or flight it doesn't realize when it's when something's really hurting you 
because it, it's scared of everything. Like it's the little inner child in you that thinks everything's bad, everything is a boogie monster, and everything's <laughs> got to get us. And it's like if you if you retrain that and you say, Hey, no, I'm beautiful. When this person does this, it doesn't mean this, whatever, then when you wake up, you'll start being and showing up differently. And you won't even know why, but because that unconscious mind has been reframed and changed so that's a tangible thing i want to leave people with too because that will really help you when you don't know how to do it yourself you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. listen to those things and if you are scared to like you know listen to a recording because of hypnosis and things like that which i respect that we sing it out and we know how we feel about that but um you know record yourself but you got to say it with confidence so you can't be sitting over there shaky um i'm hurting you gotta you gotta speak it speaking right. so it is you know what i'm saying right uh, or have one of your good girlfriends if you need to be mm -hmm. like yes i need you to make this recording for me real quick uh you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. tell me all the beautiful wonderful things that you feel about me I, I, ask your friends to compliment you it's not being a humble sometimes we need that because we, so to be reminded of who we so are true. we can be it mm -hmm. that's so true powerful powerful i'm definitely gonna try to um the one you just said with the uh, recordings and stuff like that i'm definitely gonna um gonna try that yeah. <laughs> um what are some things that you are, are working on right now and uh where can people contact you at what i'm working on right now so we have recently um launched our seat at the table series so this is something that i've been wanting to do for a very long time um actually started doing it when i was in dc but now um, more so, uh, you know, doing everything virtually. So Nuvi Online, uh, we have the Seat at the Table series. So what we do is we, our goal is to spotlight African-American business owners, one, so that they can have a platform to share their services, their wisdom, whatever they offer, um, and have a, a wider network, you know, because just people that you follow that I don't follow and, and vice versa. So why would I not, you know, want to give you the opportunities to somebody to be able to, hear what you have to say and see what you got going on. Cause everybody's saying, I don't know who's doing what. Well, if you turn to the new Empire at 7.30 every day, you're gonna see somebody who's doing exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, no excuses, I'm not for excuses. Um, so um, we are doing that. We started that actually on Monday and we just finished our full full week of it or whatever. Nice. So last night we had our, um, we had our, uh, and, and with that being said, last night we launched another part of our, our company at the same time because I mixed them in there like that, uh, which is the Pearl Clutcher. Now, the Pearl Clutcher is something that is near and dear to me because it is a blog. Kind of, I started off as a blog back in 2013 or 2012. I had the idea of like... I want to do something where I talk to people about like sex and sexuality and education, like all of these different things, relationships. Cause I've always wanted to do relationships. Like since I was in middle school, like I knew I wanted to do stuff to help people with relationships. Um, and so I said, but I, I want to figure out a way to like do this and honestly to be, not be judged, you know what I'm saying? By what we're talking about. And so the, the idea of the pearl clutcher came to me because as a Southern person, I always, you'd be like, clutch my pearls. Like, oh, what did you just say? Right? <laughs> and so I was like, I'm pretty much telling people as a disclaimer, we're going to talk about things that may make you, may depend on who you are, especially if you church to the core, it may make you uncomfortable. You may clutch your pearls, but you know what? You're still going to be listening because usually people be like, 
Because you want to know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you know it's real, and you know that it may be able to benefit you a little bit if you take off your cool and your shame and all the other things that people have told you about everything being wrong and the devil, and <laughs> you listen, you know? And, and, and again, take the meat, spit out the bones. If it's applicable to you, then it's applicable. If it's not, it's not. You know what I'm saying? And roll with it. Everything is not for everybody, but what God has told me is that Regardless of how you feel about how other people may think about the things that you talk about, it's for somebody. You have sat down and talked to married women before, and you you talked to so many different people, and and and, and he has he has reassured you. And we talked about this last night on on the um on the show. He's reassured you that you you got it, like you know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? And, and you have more to learn, but like whatever I tell you to speak, you speak. You know what I'm saying? Because it's for somebody, you know? And and don't let other people shame you into silence about something that's going to help somebody in the, and you know the importance of it. And that's what we do in, in the Christian community a lot of times. We we don't educate our kids enough because we just want them to stay in the doctrine of just don't. Exactly. And it's like you don't and somebody asked me that question last night on on our the late night, the after show we did. Because that's what I really was like, all hoes bar, ask your questions. We're going to talk about whatever. You know what I'm saying? And so a lady asked me about how to talk to her child about intimacy and purity. And I told her the question she needs to ask herself is, what is intimacy and purity to you? Mm. Because you got to know what that is and how you came to that idea in order to talk to your child about it and then not feel uncomfortable. Because if you come to them with this thing shame, then they're gonna they're not gonna feel they're gonna comfortable shut down. Yeah, they're gonna when, shut down. Because because if that's not the road that they want to do in life, when they decide to do something else, they're not gonna want to talk to you because they're gonna feel like they're gonna get um they're gonna get spanked, they're gonna get kicked out, they're gonna get disowned, they're gonna get all of this stuff. So we have to come to people with the open heart because if not, we are creating disconnect you know what i'm saying and, and i thought about it recently with one of my family members um like my niece you know she she is um she likes women right and regardless of what i may have grew up thinking about people who who like women blah 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 um for me to have a judgment about that or for me to be on on a defense about that that would create a court between us yeah. for what like why would i want anything that's going to create a disconnect between us just because of what she has preferred for herself in her life. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'd rather meet that with love, talk to you about that situation or whatever, and, and, and whatever you want to talk about dealing with your relationship and give you practical advice than me sitting up here coming to you automatically with, oh, that's the Because now you ain't trying to hear me and you need me. When you need to talk to me about something or when something's going down, you don't got nobody to talk to now because everybody's judging me. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So God is just showing me in this season to attach things with love instead of hate and, and division. And Because at the end of the day, God said we're supposed to love. And I'm understanding that more and more every single day. And people are not going to like it. They're not going to like the things we talk about sometimes, possibly. But God is just keep telling me, like, don't nobody, you don't care. Anything, if your parents, if your mama and your grandma know what you do and they don't care about it, who are these people? Because they don't have a heaven and hell to put you in. Exactly. And exactly. so those are some and things that we're working on right now um, within the company. 
is the, the culture and the seat at the table. Um, you know, those are, and then like I said, we, with me, we come up with stuff every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, um, and Nadia, I was going to say that um, everybody is, everybody's not going to like what you do. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, it is. Yeah. I've known it for years, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that don't mean it ain't ill service purpose. You get what exactly. I'm saying? And that's what I have to keep in mind. And for those people who are who are afraid, you know, because I know that there are people who are afraid to talk about different things and yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like people not always gonna get it. But just keep reminding yourself that it's for somebody. Yeah. It's for somebody. So keep talking. People didn't want want Christ to talk, but. What he had to say was for somebody. If he just would have been quiet because the Pharisees told him to be quiet, then none of us would have been saved. Mm -hmm. Because they would have never had a reason to kill him. Think deep. You know what I'm saying? He needed to do what he had to do. He had to be persecuted in order for him to do what he had to do. You know, he knew what he was doing. So just let God use you. You're going to be persecuted. Nobody ever told you what. And that don't mean you ain't standing in the truth. Exactly. That's the whole fact. (laughs) Look at you over here spending all this knowledge, girl. <laughs> well, I just want to say, well, can you just let me know where they can contact you on social media? Yes, yes, yes. We have a few different platforms. Um, so you can meet, reach us at the Nuvi Empire. So that's at N-U-V-I Empire, E-M-P-I-R-E-L-L-C um, on, on Instagram. Then we also have our life coaching um, component. So we have at D, the number four, G, life coaching. Um, and then we have the Sisterhood of the Traveling Coins, um, and that's Sisterhood of the Traveling Coins. Um, those are all on Instagram. We also are on Facebook at the New the New Vision Empire. So it's actually N U Vision Empire. Uh, we have Destined for Greatness Life Coaching. Everything spelled out on Facebook. Um, and so those are the main places that you can see us. I do have my personal page, which I do a lot of stuff on my personal page because, I mean, it just, I'm just being honest for marketing. It has more followers, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, all this is just me anyway. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I had to learn that, like, you can hide behind the brand, but it's still going to be you. And people want to hear you. They, mm-hmm. they want to hear you. Um, so uh, at random, so R-A-N-D-O-M is I-S- my my life but life has a three at the end instead of an e so l-i-f-3 um so you can follow me on any of those platforms nothing's private um (laughs) and you can follow me on those and you'll be able to see all the great things and if you have a business if you're watching this and you want to be spotlighted please let us know as of right now we are doing them for free in september that possibly could change just depends on how God shifts the atmosphere of things, um, but you know, you get, what you invest in, you also appreciate a little bit more of. I've learned that as a coach, so you know, it's nothing wrong with that. But again, I'm going to hit people over the head because I understand where everybody is financially right now. So, like I said, we're here. We're always here. We're always um, branching off new things, and if it's something that the people want to see, let us know so that we can make that possible for you. It's all about you learning from a creative way that's fun. We want you to have fun while learning. And as an educator, like, that's what I do. Yes. Are you looking for any, um, like, more speakers if people wanted to, you know, be I, a Yes, I'm looking for speakers right now. So um, we're, we're, we're pretty much booked for, for August, but um, we do probably have some openings and stuff like that. So any speakers, anything that you want, if you have a platform, and you want to talk about your music, your your business, your products, your 
whoever your motivational speaking, um, reach out to us at Newbie Empire um, and just let us know and we'll fill you in on the calendar. Um, also, I am looking for some interns. Um, I haven't posted this yet, so you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> because we are working on our marketing and I'm a creative, okay? And I'm real right brain and left brain is kind of like, mm, we could work on that a little bit. So I prefer at this point in life to have somebody who can do those things so that I can focus on creating and just showing up, you know? And so we are looking for people who are skilled um, in marketing, um, you know, and um, design. I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, the algorithms and you know how to beat the algorithm, not you just know how to put, post some stuff on a, a page. Like, I, did you go to school? And I think that's something if you went to school because I don't believe that you have to go to school, but do yeah. you know your stuff? You know, so we're looking for people helping with the design process, things, um, you know, the web development, things of that nature, uh, and preferably young people, because I want to be able to give those high school and those college people some chance to build up those internship hours. Um, at this time, I am looking into paying a um, $100 stipend for the work, and then you also get a free membership into my program, so that means I will coach you. I will work with you to start your own business. I will market you. Um, I will reinvest in you because of what you have invested in me. And also knowing that I don't know what you know, but I'm going to go far. So if you want to go ahead and jump on this train now, while it's in the process of building, then it will be wise. You know what I'm saying? Just like think about the Madam C.J. Walker movie. She had those people who, who trusted her vision who jumped on in the beginning. So wherever she went, they went. went. Mm -hmm. That's the type of team I'm trying to build. So if you have something that you want to do and you want to be a part of my team in any type of way because you feel like you have something to uh, offer to my company, reach out because we're building here. And I want, it's an empire. Anybody can bring their brand up under the empire and the empire is going to do what it needs to do to take care of your brand you know, mm -hmm. and bring brand awareness and build because we got to work together. Oh, one last thing I am working on. Um, in a few weeks, possibly next week, I will be doing a segment connected with one of my um, WSSU alumni, um, Mr. Rashad, and we are doing, he had a, a thing called Candy Ants where he talked about movies and things of that nature and educated people on movies. And I had something called, um, um, message behind the movie which was a part of the season table series before i moved here and so we're connecting uh to do message behind the movie and we're going to be talking about all different types of movies starting with boys in the hood so speaking on gentrification things of that nature so we're going to pretty much deep dive into these movies that we watched as children and and growing up and we're going to talk about the messages they were trying to send us that we didn't catch or we did catch to show us how we can use that now to change the trajectory of where our community is going. So it's going to be real deep. That's so powerful. That's awesome. Yes. That's dope. I'm going to have to join that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be on Thursdays. I will be announcing the platform that we're going to use because we got to make sure everything's good for copyright purposes and stuff like that. But um, I will keep you all posted on that. So uh, right, we're looking for interns. If you want to be a part of Empire, you know, reach out. You know, we're here. Yes, uh, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. This was extremely amazing. This was awesome. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation, and um, I look forward to continuing to work with you like we always do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Um, but I, again, thank you for being a part of the Unlocking Your Freedom podcast. We free. We gonna be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Believing enough in what I do to want me to be a part of your uh, podcast and what you put out to the people. That, that means a lot. Always. That will never change. <laughs> <laughs>